there while you're looking there. Following up a little bit more on this morning's uh, message. So while you're looking there, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Father, tonight help us, Lord, to do your will and help us, Father, to follow you. Lord, I pray tonight, help me that I will be what I need to be and do what I need to do. Dear God, to be obedient. Father, we've all talked about the salvation and the love that you give us, the sacrifice you made for us. And then, God, about how that those who understand that have helped encourage us. Lord, I pray, Father, help us, Lord, to be encouragements to others. God, help us tonight to become more of what we need to be for thy name's sake. And Lord, I pray, Father, this evening, touch again thy word. And help us, Father, to be obedient unto it. And we'll thank you, Father. We'll praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 11. And it's talking here about the obedience again, if you will, was our our concept and so if you will you'll hear what God has to say go back and listen in verse 26 he says behold I set before you this day a blessing and a curse change the battery on that one behold I set before you this day a blessing and a curse a blessing if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God and I that which I command you this day now now remember what I said when the Bible talks to us and God says if we need to pay attention to what he says after that and the word if is is common and I, and I will say this it, it's common in scriptures I think it's found some hundred or some uh, 1,000 plus times, and, and I don't remember exactly, but 1,000 uh, plus times in there. But, you know, uh, it's set up differently whenever you whenever you look at it in God. And he says, if ye, and then there's time to really pay attention to what's going on. Because he says, if ye obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if ye will not. Now remember, we're talking about the three words, if you will. If you obey, he's got a blessing. But if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, and turn out, turn aside out of the way which I command you this day, to go after other gods which you have not known, it shall come to pass, when the Lord thy God hath brought thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, that thou shalt Put the blessing upon Mount Gerez and the curse upon Mount Ebal. And there are not on the, excuse me, are they not on the other side of Jordan, but on the way that the sun goeth down in the land of the Canaanites, which dwell in the campaign over against Gilgal beside. Now, if we're not going to serve God, we're going to turn aside to other gods. He's not going to bless us. He's going to put a curse out there. And, and I will say this tonight, that, that the reason America is where it is, and a lot of the churches are where they are, is because they've chosen not to obey the will of God. 
We're, they're, they're in the mindset that it does not matter what they do, that God will still do what he's done. And remember what I said this morning in my prayer, and God's answer was clear to me, is that I always expect God to do what God has always done, but I don't expect the same out of myself. And yet God expects out of me what I expect out of him. If I'm going to ask God to do something, I should be willing to do what God has asked me to do. I, I thought about this as I was praying this morning after service about what James says. He said, be a doers of the word and not hearers only. James said, show me thy faith without thy works, but I will show you my faith by my works. We know that he, in Ephesians it says we're not saved, we're saved by grace. But then it says we are ordained, we should walk in good works which he hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Works does not save me, but works does talk of my salvation. Matter of fact, I will say this, obedience declares my love for God and really declare, it clears up whether or not I truly believe the word of God is right or wrong. In our obedience and following him, we're saying to God, I choose you and I choose the blessing that you choose to give. A lot of times we don't think about those things in those ways. If you go over to 1 Samuel chapter 12, again, just looking at these things just a few minutes tonight, not hold you uh, just a long time there, uh, but, but back up there with me, therefore, excuse me, I already started reading in verse 13. Now therefore, behold the king whom ye have chosen and whom ye have desired, and behold the Lord hath set a king over you. Now, now understand this. They want a voice and a person they can see, the children of Israel. Now they've got King Saul. He said, if ye will fear the Lord. Now think about this. If you will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice, and not rebel against the commandments of the Lord. Then shall both you and also the king that reigneth over you continue to following the Lord. But if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandments of the Lord, then shall the land, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you, and it shall, as it was against your fathers. And think about this: if we go over not very far into this, we find the rebellion of the people. We find the rebellion of Saul, and we find the rejection of Saul, and God withdraws his spirit from Saul and gives Saul an evil spirit, and it all boils down to this, that Saul refused the word of the Lord. He chose not to obey. And God is plain in his word. If you will, you're in good shape, but if you won't, you're in bad shape. And we wonder why today we're in bad shape. The obvious answer to all of this is, is that we're not obeying God any longer. We're not following the word of God the way that we should. We're not doing the will of God the way that we should. And there are some who would say, well, Brother Ernie, that's only in the Old Testament you're pointing out. I'll get a couple there in the New Testament in just a minute. But I want you to understand this. Throughout the scriptures, God has continued to tell us, if we do thus, he does thus. And he always says, it's the choice that you have to make. I've already told Told you that the blessing is awaiting there if you will, but the curse is there if you won't. 
In other words, am I going to be more important than you? Is what I say going to be more important than what you want to, to do? Do we read in the scriptures and we find there that the Bible tells us that men will become lovers of, excuse me, lovers of self? Think about that. Lovers of self. In other words, God, I've now become more important than you are. And my life may be what it is today, but it's still more important to me, God, that what I want, what I want to do is done and, and not you. And then I'll even go down this road here. We'll get to this point to where as children of God, we begin to expect God doing things. Like I said, he's still going to do what he's always done, right? We expect him to do that. And we think it's because we're doing enough that God is doing that. And yet, actually, it's because God is still blessing those around us who are still following him. And we're just the ones who are getting part of that rain. Remember, the Bible says it will rain on the just and the unjust. Why? Is it because God can't rain in this yard without raining in this yard? No. God can rain in one yard without raining in another yard. I'm telling you, God could skip yards. If God, God looked down on a flower bed and he said, I'm going to bless this flower bed because those folks are following me. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They love me. And these folks right here, they're not. I'm going to rain on this bed, and it's not going to go to this bed. God could do that. And he could go down the street picking out house numbers if he so chose to. But you know why it spills over? So that people will see the goodness of God and come to God. He's saying to them, look, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be, but I love you anyways. Won't you come on over to my side? Hey, he's telling folks, listen, you're not doing, you're living a life of sin. You're on the way to hell. But my son's still dying for you. Why don't you come on over to my side? The Bible says that God sent his son that he would save those that are lost. But over and over again, and I will say this this, morning, this evening, these verses of Scripture are to you and I as a testimony, but they are also to you and I personally as Christians. Now you think about that. There is a warning in these verses of Scripture to you and I. Remember I told you in Psalms 95 this morning, I was talking about Psalms 95. If you go over there tonight, let's read a little bit more of that. I, I love Psalms 95. It's, you know, we shall come into this house with... Uh, thankful hearts, and, and, and I'll mess it all up. He said, "Let us come, uh, let it, oh, let us come to the, oh, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise in the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise with Him, unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. In His hands are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hill is also the sea is His." And he made it. His hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God. Now look at this. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear the voice, his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. In other words, Ernie, you need to be quiet and listen to him. You ever thought about that? You ever seen those commercials there where they got the, the, the good angel on one shoulder and the bad angel on the other shoulder? 
and the one angel saying you shouldn't do that and the other angel saying go ahead and do that and then they start fighting between themselves and the next thing you know the person's throwing them both off because he doesn't want to hear what they're saying and what does he do then? He makes a conscious decision to listen to what he wants which is really what happens. It don't matter what the devil tells you, you have to decide what you're going to do. It is the decision that you make. And, and when God says, if you will, he's saying, it's up to you. If you will hear, now listen, he said, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice. Then it says, harden not your heart as in the provocation, as the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my good works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said it is a people that do err in their heart. And they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath I, that they should not enter into my rest. Now, some would say, well, Brother Ernie, that means there's more than one way to God. No, there's only one way to God. That's through Jesus Christ. When he says he's not known my ways, that means they've not kept his statutes and his commandments. They've not followed after the word that they've given that he's given them. They've not followed after the prophets that were there, sent there to lead them. By the way, there are good prophets and there are bad prophets. Those that testify of the Lord are good. Those that testify against him are bad. Never take up with somebody who turns you away from God. In Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 17, it says this, But if you will not hear it, my soul shall weep in secret places for pride. My eyes shall weep sore and run down tears, because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. Amazing thing there, if you don't hear the word of God, you get carried away to where you don't want to be. You'll be even places you don't want to be at. I wonder how many people, and I'm not saying that everybody who's suffering bad is not following after God. We know there's a lot of good people, fear God, God-fearing people who go through some trials and tribulations. And by the way, it's kind of like I said earlier today, and I don't remember... Uh, when it was, but it said the Bible says all those that live godly shall suffer persecution. You and I are not going to get out of it because we're living godly. It's just that we're not going through it by ourselves. I want to walk with God. God wants to walk with me. He said if I with him and he with me, hey, we're in good shape, but apart from him, I can do nothing. I, I thought about that this morning as I was praying, not, not to get too far into my prayers, but I was praying this morning. I thought about what he said in John chapter 15, he said, "Ye without me ye can do nothing. Now think about that, church. Separated from God, it's not going to happen the way that God would have it to happen. A lot of people think, well, I've got, I've got everything I want. I mean, it, you know, my relationship with God's good enough. Good enough, don't get it. A lot of times we think it's all good because we're getting what we want and don't realize we're fixing to get what we don't want. You think about that for a minute. Jump all the way over. I said I'd give you a few out of the New Testament. I don't want to hold you just a long, long time tonight. Hebrews chapter 3.
back up and we'll just start in verse 1. There's two places in this chapter. We'll read probably a lot of it. Wherefore, holy men, brethren, holy, excuse me, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostles and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful, now listen to this, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. Jesus did the will of the Father. He followed after God's appointment for him. He said, for this man, in verse 3, for this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honor than the house. Every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as, his, as a servant for a testimony of those things which would were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if, there's that word again, there's a responsibility here, if we hold fast the confession and our rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. That line's right up with the Bible telling us, because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. That's Matthew chapter 24, verses 12 and 13. But then go to this. He says, Wherefore, as, by the, as the Holy Ghost saith to this, to, Holy Ghost saith, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Again, the warning as in the provocation, the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, wherefore I was grieved with this genera that generation, and said they do err in their hearts, and they, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Now church, there is a double witness right there already in this passage of scripture. And it tells us we need to hold and we must hold our confidence, our faith, steadfast unto the end, holding on to that which God hath given us, granted us, blessed us with, desired for us to have. And, and, and when I say that, in the word of God, our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, unto the end, we have no room to give up now. we got to keep on keeping on. The reason we're where we are is we stopped. It's no longer important to serve God. It's only important to appear to serve God. You think about it for just a second. Is there not a difference in somebody who truly serves the Lord than there is in somebody who appears to serve the Lord? When I say that, is there not a spiritual witness when somebody says, you know what, I'm a Christian, and you're looking at them going, can't tell it. 
versus somebody who, who declares to be a child of God. And, and they didn't have to tell you, you already knew it. There was something different about them because of the way they behaved. I, I know all kinds of people, Brother Johnny, that, that, that you know, I can look at them and I talk to them and we say, well, you know what, maybe, maybe say you ought to go to church. Oh, I go to church. With what you were just saying, you're telling me you go to church? <laughs> oh, yeah, I go to church. I play the drums or I sing in the, in, in the band. They call them the band these days. There's no choir in a lot of churches today. It's the band. I sing in the band. I sing in the group. I'm one of the worship leaders. And I'm thinking to myself, does your pastor know? What you're like outside the church. My Bible says to know them that labor amongst you and over you. You want to know why you don't just come into the house of God and all of a sudden get a position? Because I don't know you. But once I know you, if we got a position you can fill, we like to let you fill it. You know, there are things in our bylaws that says you cannot hold an elective office until after one year of membership. That's because we'd like to have a year of knowing who you are before we elect you to take a position of leadership. God knows us. and He knows if we will or we won't. You stop to think about it. The Holy Spirit knows us. But anyways, getting back into this, he said this again. We'll read verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said, today, if ye will hear his voice. Now, I don't know how many times I've read that, if you will hear his voice. But can you imagine going through, and I can because I'll probably do it now that I've thought about it, going through the scriptures and finding out how many times it says, if you will hear his voice, or he said, if you will hear my voice, or if you will hear the voice of God. I mean, just think about it. if you will hear the voice that God is trying to speak to you in, what a difference your life can be. And the, the Bible's telling us these days that God chooses to bless and move and guide and direct and strengthen and exhort, courage, and even chastise those that hear his voice. And those that don't, there's one day a chastisement coming that will never end. Now, I don't know about you, but I've decided a long time ago that I don't want to be part of that day of chastisement. I want to be part of what's going on right now. And that if God chastens me a little bit now. It's for the betterment of my future. I don't want to be in an eternal chastising position. There's coming a day when that's going to happen. And I'm telling you something church. They ain't no getting out of it. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you were. I don't care where you come from. The Bible doesn't tell me anything about God respecting a person, but tells me rather that God is no respecter of person. So we all must either hear or not. And therefore, we go back to the old thought, free will. Man has free will. And by the way, that doesn't stop until we die. I didn't lose my free will. It's still mine. 
How many of you ever broke the speed limit after you got saved? That's free will. Well, Brother Ernie, that don't matter. No, the, the law is the law no matter what condition your heart's in. I mean, let's think about it. We don't want to think about the small things, but let me tell you, the small things are the problem today because everything's becoming smaller. Think about sin. Sin used to be sin, right? I mean, it was a shame to tell a lie. Kids would get their mouth washed out with soap. And by the way, they, they didn't get that little dip on the tongue. I can remember having the big clean bar shoved in my mouth and then pulled up with some pressure on my top teeth and pulled out. So that when it was done, there was teeth marks in the bar of soap. I can remember if that didn't work, then what happened next was called the belt or the switch or the hand of love, right? The flash water. I mean, there, there's things you say, well, Brother Ernie, you can't do that. Listen to me. The reason why we're where we're at is because we stopped doing the things we used to do. You ever thought about what it was like in Fort Smith in the time of the hanging judge? People would come from miles around just to see a hanging. You know what was happening at that time? They were losing their sensitivity to the punishment and turning it into some type of a, a spectacle to be seen. Now, I'm not saying public hangings didn't change people's minds. I'm sure there's a lot of people who, after they saw a public hanging, said, you know what, I don't want to be up there. I think I'll go a different direction. But we got desensitized to these things, and the further away we got desensitized, the more we begin to say, that's not right. We shouldn't do that. That's cruel and unusual punishment. That shouldn't be happening. And then we got down to now today where you can't whoop your children because if you discipline your children, you're actually abusing them. And Brandon, let me tell you something. When mom and daddy don't whoop you, they don't love you. And the old saying that it hurts me worse than it hurts you does not ring true physically, but it does emotionally. I haven't met a parent yet who after they whipped their children, who loved them, who after they whipped their children, walked away, boy, I got them good. But they concerned about the child crying because they love them. But they also know this, without discipline, there is no direction. The Bible's full of this. God was telling us, this is God's discipline to you and I. He's giving us the choice, if you will or if you won't. If you will, I got better things for you. If you won't, the things that are coming are not good. But remember, they're not my things, they're the things you wanted. The punishment you desired. The choice that you made. Don't go out into the quicksand. You'll sink down and you'll drown. You go out to the quicksand just to see if it's true. A lot of people are just testing to see whether or not heaven and hell are real. But I'm telling you something. They're waking up 
in a reality they wish they never did. And we can't pretend that heaven is the only place people go. Remember I said this, I, I mean this. I don't care how much you and I love them, it does not mean they're going to heaven. It's how much they love God. Hebrews chapter 4, last place we'll do tonight, it's the last place of my references. It says, let us therefore, verse 1, let us therefore fear. Ain't no fear in the church today. There ain't no fear in Christian people. A lot of times when I'm telling you something, church, when I wake up and I start to think about being disobedient to God, there's a fear that comes over me. I don't want the alternative of a blessing. He said, let us, let us therefore fear lest a, prom lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. They were hearers but not doers. They were hearers but not believers. Remember, I, I shared with you starting out those verses of Scripture in Jeremiah 6.16. In the end of it, he said, but they said, we will not walk therein. In, 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 in Acts, and in, in King Agrippa says, almost thou persuadest me. These are sad words in the Bible to be heard. Because it means that while they heard, they did not believe. And in their unbelief, they died without Christ. They died without faith. How many folks died before the promised land? Before, before they went over to the promised land? I don't know. The Bible doesn't give us tallies on everything. But I would say there was hundreds of thousands, possibly. There was thousands of thousands anyway. There wasn't a thousand people. They were several thousand people. Did not make it into the promised land because they did not believe. For we which believe do enter into rest. As he has said, I have sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest, although the, excuse me, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. This is talking about Christ and what he was going to do and what he did do. He said, for he spake in a certain place on the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his work. And remember, he said to keep the Sabbath holy. When the Sabbath lost its holy place in our hearts, we begin to fall in a mighty way. And then he goes on, he says, and again, this and in this place again, if you shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again he limiteth a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time as it is, excuse me, as it is said, today if ye will hear his voice harden not your hearts 
I'm afraid there's a lot of people who are supposed to be Christians who have hardened hearts. For while they hear the word of God, they will not apply it. It has no power over them. Church, that's a sad and dangerous place to be in. When the word of God has no power to affect a child of God. Would you stand with us tonight? I'll leave it on that thought. Holy Father in heaven tonight, we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you, dear God, tonight for the blessings you give. Lord, I ask you, Father, this evening, help us to do that which we need to do and to be that which we need to be. Dear God, make us ministers for you out in our workplaces. Dear God, out, out in the public places, Lord, we pray, help us to be a positive influence. And Lord, I just thank you so much for your love and your chastisement. God, help me. Help me to respond to you your love's sake. Touch our hearts, Lord, we ask and we pray tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anything on anybody's heart this evening for